Hello, and welcome to a new episode of God's Word on the Go. I am your host, Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller, pastor of One Lord House of Worship in Duluth, Georgia. I am also founder of One Lord Teaching Ministry. I um, don't know if a lot of you know this, but in October of 2016, I had a vision. And in this vision, I rolled over to the side of the bed and I looked at the carpeted floor and I saw and heard a Star is Born Pre-K Academy. I was neither awake nor asleep, so I rolled back over. And then I saw myself rolling back over again, looking at the floor. And I saw and heard Anointed Ones Autism Academy. What I saw and heard were the logos and the names of the schools. I knew from experience that God was calling me into a new kingdom, the kingdom of education. You see, I've been an an educator only once in my lifetime, and that was six months while I was uh, in between college and medical school. And over the last 30 years in medicine, I've done a lot of different things. I've been uh, the owner of a hair salon, the owner of a barbershop, the owner of a laser cosmetic center, but never had I entered into education. And so I had to tell God, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But he knew that. And he'd already made my crooked ways straight. And so when I went on the website to the um, Department of Early Child and Learning Center, I was told that I had to enter into a 40-hour course with ECE Consulting Company. And I'm so glad I did. Because they enlightened me into what it's going to take for me to own or direct a pre-K academy or an early childhood learning center. When I was introduced to ECS, they had me to purchase a book called What You Need to Learn, What You Need to Lead, by Holly Bruno. It was in this book that I had to read and I had to create a paper. And one of the things that I found most interesting about the book was I was reintroduced to what is I call the new normal family. The new normal family. You see, the traditional family would be something this simple. We would say it would be a mother, a father, one and a half children, and a dog. Some of us would even say the family would be all descendants of a common ancestry. But in in chapter 15 of and 14 of Holly's book, I discovered again what I already knew, that that's not the normal. I was reading in Matthew 12... 46 to 50, Jesus said this word, and it reads this way. While he, speaking of Jesus, was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak with him. But he replied to the man who told him, 
who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whosoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. (laughs) It was over 2,000 years ago that Jesus was describing to us what would be considered the definition of the new normal family. The new normal family, I describe it as the people in your life who want you in theirs. The ones who accept you for who you are. The ones who would do anything to see you smile and who love you no matter what. It is that person or those persons who focus, their focus is on your well-being and your safety. It is the new normal that I will be introduced to in the child care environment. It is the new normal family that I will be taking care of as a child care director. One of the things that the book, What You Need to Lead, brought to my attention was that I have to become more aware of the need to guard my mind and my actions against the prejudices caused by me holding on to definitions of old constructs, the old definition of the traditional family. As a pre-K director in the 21st century, I have to open up my mind to the problems that may present themselves in the new family social order. You see, the new family can be described as couple of these things. It may be a single mother or father living alone with one or more child. It can be an unmarried couple with children. It could be a single or divorced parent with an adopted child. A same-sex couple with a birth or an adopted child. (laughs) Unfortunately, it could be siblings living together with no parental or adult supervision. It could be foster parents and children. It could be grandparents and children. It could be a group of people living together for economic, social, or religious purposes with children occupying the residence. You see, the, the, the new normal family is not so simple. When I read her book, one of the things that I, I, I surmised from that chapter is simply to expect the unexpected. And I condensed my learning experience from this this section, and I want to share it with you because there may be someone listening to this podcast who's thinking about entering into the child care arena, someone who's thinking about going into education just as a career. And I think what I learned through these few bullet points will radiate with you, and you'll be able to carry those things on into your career or to your business or simply with life. The first thing I learned from reading that chapter 14 and 15 is I've got to learn to lead with love and not with emotional bias. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13 reminds us that these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 
So no matter what I face as a new child care director, if I will approach every situation with the eyes of love, the Holy Spirit will tell me what to say and how to manage the unexpected situations that will arise. The second bullet point, beware of labeling family members or their children. Beware of labeling family members or their children. Labeling a child or family member based on my emotional bias is the equivalent of gossiping. An evil tongue is like the flame of a fire. I'm I'm giving you my version of James 3 and 8. An evil tongue is like the flame of a fire. Once it is fanned, it spreads like a wildfire and becomes hard to contain. We must remember that any verbal prejudices about a parent or a child that I express to my staff will radiate to the other staff members quickly. And it will then create a wildfire that will hinder the learning experience for the child and also affect the trust that that family has in our facility. If I lead with love, my love will guard my tongue and help me to smother any biases that might might quicken in my spirit. I've got to, as I just said, beware of labeling family members or their children. The third thing is, I've got to learn to listen and ask open-ended and unbiased questions. I've got to learn to listen and ask open-ended and unbiased questions. Wisdom is important in any arena that we may enter. Wisdom will be required for me to manage my staff the children, and the parents. That wisdom will dictate that I will listen to the parents in order to understand their child better. I will need to listen to the parents even when my emotions and prior experiences don't even understand or agree with their cultural beliefs. I will have to learn to listen in a way that will enhance the learning experience for their child and our facility. I will have to learn to listen for clues as to what will hinder that child as I continue to provide educational experience for them. I've got to learn to listen and ask open-ended and unbiased questions so that I can learn. Number four, always let the main thing remain the main thing. Always let the main thing remain the main thing. The main thing in our pre-K academy will be the education, health, and well-being of the children we are assigned to educate. The nature or structure of the new normal family should not prejudice me toward my ultimate goal, which is to educate that child. In preparation for social situations that I don't understand or can't manage, I've got to be wise enough to have enough resources to assist me in the problem. I can't be deterred by my focus on the economics of the family, the relationship of the family, where they are same sex or or where they're the elderly parents. I can't be focused on 
the family structure, I've got to let the main thing be the main thing, and that is the education of the child. Number five, and we're getting close to the end, special needs children require special attention and time. Number five, special needs children require special attention and time. I've learned through experience and the reading of this book that I must be alert to identify a special needs child. And once I identify them, I have to make space, staff, and tool adjustments in order to accommodate that child's needs. If wisdom suggests that I cannot meet the needs of that child, then I've got to be wise enough to communicate my deficiencies with the parents And this will allow the parents to make the appropriate actions needed to secure appropriate education for that child. Number five, special needs children require special attention and time. Number six, and we've got one more seven, we'll be done. Number six, learn to look, listen, and feel for signs of abuse and neglect in the life of a child. Learn to look, listen, and feel for signs of abuse and neglect in the life of a child. It's sad that annually an estimated 17,050 children die from abuse and neglect. This was reported in 2020. Childhood abuse and neglect (laughs) often don't announce themselves as blood on their clothing or bruises on their body. It may announce itself as a jittery child who's easily startled, a child who can't be rest well during nap time, a child who frets when they know it's almost time for the parent to come, A, a, a child who's overly clingy. As a child care director, I must continue to educate myself and my staff staff to signs and symptoms of child abuse. I must also continue to educate myself and my staff about reporting requirements and resources available for that child. Number six, I've got to learn to look, listen, and feel for signs of abuse and neglect in the life of a child. And last but not least, number seven, family inclusion will make my job easier and more rewarding for all. It has been said since the days of old that it takes a village to raise a child. The family unit, no matter how diverse or how unique it may be, is still a part of the child care village. When we engage the family unit with family-friendly practices, with, with meetings, with outings, with Mother's Days Out, with festivals, it's not only a good idea, but it's a wise idea. So you see, I might be in medicine, my listeners, and I might be in the, the, the mountain of religion, and the mountain of business, and the mountain of family, But in the mountain of family, I'm now part of the mountain of education. So continue to pray for me as I enter into this journey. The word of God will not return void. It will do exactly what it was sent out to do. The Anointed Ones Pre-K Academy 
and the Stars Born Academy will be birthed in my lifetime. So pray for me, and I will continue to pray for you. Below are the links for the uh, all the resources that you may need should you decide that you want to go into education, into the pre-K education arena. I've also included the link below for ECE Consultant Company. So if you need to brush up on your education skills, then they are a wonderful resource for you to have. And finally, last but not least, if you want to support us financially in the development of our Pre-K Academy and our Autism and ADHD Academy, then the link to do so is below. So until we meet again, be blessed and be a kingdom blessing. Amen and amen again.